Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynn Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed the free game. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's part. It's the pregame. Let me tell you what's going on, Chuck. Every one of these episodes I play, I mean, I seriously joke as if something that should not be live was about to be said, not knowing it was live. And it actually almost happened that time when, when, the, super, <laughs> when the super dope producer AD said, all right, y'all live, y'all live. I thought it was like the countdown going live. I didn't know. That. And man, I almost, I almost said something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome in, and I tell you what, it was a tremendous weekend this past weekend. Uh, when we take a look at this, we had a time team. last weekend. Ooh, we had a brother. We had a time last weekend. <laughs> ESPN's college game day out there at Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium. Uh, it was beautiful. Jackson State with a huge thirty-five to nada, nothing, no, nothing, zero. 35 to nothing win for the Tigers. It was huge. It was a great day to be a Jackson State Tiger. I tell you what, Neil, so many people texted me going into uh, this weekend after watching their beloved alma mater on ESPN uh, with tears and eyes. Uh, they really, really, it really touched uh, a lot of people's hearts to just watch uh, the fan fervor with watching Jackson State this weekend. Hey man, it was, it was a beautiful sight. And, you know, all of that happened with just – the overwhelming threat of rain, you know, going mm-hmm. into the game as people plan to prepare, whether you were making signs or just preparing on being out there in the morning, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, all that was preached into your mind is that it was going to rain Saturday morning on college game day. And you get out there for college game day and you make it through the whole event with maybe, maybe a slight sprinkle fail at some point, but I didn't see it or feel it, but it was, an amazing sight, you know, when you watch the, the telecast and just to see the depth, the width of the number of people out there with signs, as Chuck Bishops like to say, going full throat. It was a great look, not only for Jackson State, not only for Southern, but for HBCU swag football. There you go. And yeah. even football at, at this division level outside of the bowl championship series to show that quote-unquote smaller colleges, mid-majors, can host college game day, but particularly HBCUs, the SWAC can host college game day. Man, it, it was outstanding. It was outstanding, and I have to say, uh, our Jackson State fan base from the second, uh, the the game day buses rolled in, rolled up on campus. I mean, that that, that excitement was at a fever pitch, and to see uh, everything just come to fruition on Saturday, I, it was beautiful. And I had to get somewhere myself and, and see it on on television. <laughs> And, and just, you know, it, that was a lump in your throat when you saw 
I just had the excitement and saw all of our Jackson State fans, Southern fans, HBCU fans, fans, Jackson uh, fans in the state of Mississippi all take part in this great event that is College Game Day for Jackson State football. I haven't watched it uh, yet, Chuck, but it is literally the only thing I've ever DVR'd. You know, I, mm. I, I set the recorder for it as I watched it because it's something I want to go back and relive. Uh, but it was just a great moment, man. It, it was you know, it's, once again, it's the prime effect. You know, a lot of people always talk about what well, Jackson State was this or that before Coach Prime. You just have to admit, man, we are at a level that has never been before. Uh, oh has, has Jackson State had some glory days and some greatness? Sure. But this is a, a, a level, a crescendo, a zenith that has never been reached before. When you when you look at the totality of things, uh, you think about – because so much has been going on, Chuck, you forget about the Tonight Show. I mean, yeah. you, had your, you had your head coach on, you know, you and I know Johnny Carson, but it was on on Jimmy Fallon's Tonight Show, uh, 60 Minutes, Sports Illustrated, now College Game Day. It, it was a wonderful atmosphere out there at the vet, and the world got to see what Jackson State and the swag and HBCUs has off. Beautiful sight, man, beautiful sight. Well, let's get into it, man. I mean, this you touched on it. This is history. Uh, historic star for Jackson State. 8-0, it is the best start in pro- program history. It's the sixth time the program has uh, started 5-0 or better. Uh, when you take a look. Oh, go for it. Timeout. Go for it. I got to get a timeout. <laughs> I got to get a timeout. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, Chuck, at this portion of the show, you know, we got some people who, who probably need to be on what, whatever that drug is to help you pay attention. So we got, we got to slow it down, Chuck, because Jackson State has been playing football since 1911. You know, anytime it's before mm-hmm. 1930, you got to say 1900. And since 1911, we've been playing football. And you mean to tell me that this is the first time in programmatic history that your Jackson State Tigers have been 8-0? This is the very first time in Jackson State history that the Jackson State Tigers have been 8-0. It is uh, historic to watch uh, this football team. And I want our fan base to understand they are – in the midst of watching history with this 8-0 start. And to boot, Jackson State has outscored opponents uh, 321-71. to 71. They're averaging 14.1 points per game this season. And the defense is limiting limiting opponents to 8.9 points this season. Neely, I, you know, you and I, we've watched a lot of Jackson State football. I, I, don't, I don't know if I've <laughs> – I don't know if I've seen it. I'll be very honest with you. I, I've watched a lot of great football teams. Uh, and, you know, I've mentioned those teams come to mind. 87 comes to mind. 96, 99. Uh, this that I'm watching, this is different, bro. So you want me to help you out? Go for it. You ain't never seen this before, Chuck. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I have. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what we have to realize and appreciate, and I've said this before on this show and I'll say it again. This does not diminish the accomplishments of 77, the accomplishments of those defenses in the 80s, the accomplishments of that 96 defense, that national champion defense. This does not erase any of that. This is building on that. You know, this is something that you long for, that you hope for, that when you were one of those great defenses of the past, that you wouldn't be the last great defense. We're here what has happened in 2022, and I told you guys back this spring, I said, this defense is built to be better than last year's. And y'all said, oh, what about James Houston? Antoine Owens gone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, trust me. Trust Neely's eyes. I've seen it. This defense is going to be better. And here we are, Chuck, eight games behind us, eight no. 
and we are holding opponents to an average of less than nine points a game. But here's one thing I want to I want to double down and, and and drill down on Chuck, if I may. You know, it's like the real estate game. Your value is based upon the value of your neighbors. You know, you get that appraisal. Mm-hmm. The, you call it comps. You know, you go out and, and you know what's the property worth down the street from you, so I can know what your real value is. So when you say that Jackson State is allowing eight point nine points a game having only given up 71 points in eight games played. When you look at the next closest team in the SWAC, they have allowed 160 points and are giving up an average of 20 points per game. So now number one is 8.9 and only giving up 71 in total. The next closest is averaging 20 points given up and have allowed 160 to be scored on them, almost 100 points more. This defense is special. We know it's historic because now we're 8-0. Three more games and then the SWAC championship and the celebration bowl. Could be talking about the greatest ever. Could be talking about the greatest ever. And to boot, a shutout of Southern. First time we've shut out Southern since, I believe, 1987. My head, my head, <laughs> said, my head said went out. Did you say that? Would you say that again? What happened? Uh, 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 it was a shutout of so Southern. Southern did, Southern did score. Southern did not score in this game. Uh, they did, well, now fortunately, they, they didn't get anything in this game. Uh, there was nothing to be had. 35 nothing. first time since 1987, since I believe a, a 14-0 shutout of, of Southern Jaguars. Uh, the first on-field shutout for Jackson State since 2008. Uh, that was a 24-0 win over Alabama State. Uh, but, uh, bruh. You know, we can't sing defensive praises enough, man. They have been lights out. They've been special. We'll go through uh, some of the particulars here on offense and defense. But, I, you know, you know, most times you, you start a show and you kind of start off with talking about the offense, and trust me, we will. But <sighs> this is the nation's top-ranked defense, Neil. Yeah, they sure, just shut sure. us at it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the thing that, that I want our fans – uh, and I'm spe- specifically talking about Jack State fans, but also those folks who are fans in the SWAC, those who are fans of HBCU, uh, those fans who are, are uh, old heads and love the Division One AA, I mean, we mid-majors, whatever you want to call yourselves, you have to realize that when you take the data and you just say, let me look at the NCAA numbers, third down conversions, as in keeping people from converting third down first, Scoring defense first, mm. Sack, sacks first, tackles for loss, sixth in the nation in tackles for loss. Like this defense is a national powerhouse, not just a swag powerhouse. But but one, one of the things I love about this defense, Chuck, is, is when you look at the defense and all of its rankings and number one and number six in that and top ten in this, when you go look at the players, mm. You know, in the swag, in the top 10 in tackles, we don't have a guy in the top 10 in tackles. That is correct. When you look at the top 10 in tackles for loss, we don't have a single guy. When you look at the top 10 in sacks in the swag, we only have two. When you look at the top 10 in pass defense, we don't have one. But yet the total defense is leading in everything. So when you talk about depth, and talent and different interchangeable units that can go out there and get it done. We're getting it done as a group of 11, but in a manner that not one person is leading in the conference. 
That's amazing. That's amazing to even hear those stats and then to to to, to realize it is a total team effort. And the unique thing that the pregame show uh, gets that nobody else is able to get, we kind of got a sense of that uh, in the pregame walkthrough. Uh, and uh, we were able to capture that. Neely, I'm going to let you tee this thing up, man, because when Yoda speaks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call him Bloater, Black Yoda. Dennis, <laughs> you know, as Chuck said, you know, uh, uh, Coach Prime has granted us unimaginable access to the program so we can share with you guys how the sausage is made. And on uh, Saturday mornings before departing to the game, uh, oftentimes the defense has walkthroughs, and oftentimes that it's, that culminates with Dennis Thurman or one of the defensive captains talking to the team. And we were there, and the cameras were rolling, and we got to hear what Dennis Thurman told his defense before heading to the vet. So this is Coach Dennis Thurman, defense coordinator, Jackson State, talking to the Tiger defense before they headed off to the stadium to face Southern, which ended up being 35-0. to zero. So here's the message that led to 35-0. and zero. I get out there and talk to these guys. You know what they're about. You know what they're going to try to do. Okay? Don't get caught up in it. They run through at pregame. Who cares? Does it hurt anybody? No. Is it disrespectful? Depends on how you take it. Okay? Do your talking with your pad. Let's do our talking with our pad and how we play. Do they have to score the first or second drive? Why do we let them? Because we let them. It's, it happens to us damn near every game. We gonna, they're going to go down the field and they're going to score in the first drive, or they're going to go down and score on the second drive. And then y'all wake up. Do we, we have to do that this week? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, let's not. Hey, that, that's about y'all and y'all. How you take the field. This team cannot be us unless we allow it. Gotta be ready to play, man. And it starts, should have started yesterday. But for you who are late comers to the party, you still have time. I'm not gonna let a 5, 10, 180 pound. I'm damn how big their receivers are. The offensive line is not nearly as good as they've been in the past. The center and the two guards are average as hell. One of the tackles is okay, but he's not all that easy. The best player on that offense to me is the back. Okay. You, have you have to put your shoulder pads on. You have to gain tackle. You have to want to get there. Once we stop their run game and make them one-dimensional and they have to throw the football, 5'10", 180, not going to happen. But make sure you guys get on that bus. All the bullshit distractions, all the tickets, all the other shit is behind you. And when we get off the bus, it's a, it's a single-mindedness of purpose. What is our purpose? Dominate. That's right. And can y'all stay together? Can you guys start to become a defense? What am I talking about? I don't give a fuck who makes the play. Go celebrate with your teammate. I hate when a guy makes a play. And he runs off and he celebrates on his own. You know why I hate it? Because there's 10 other guys that helped him. 
but he is say, hey, it's about me. No, it's not. It's about the mother ten guys that are on the field with you. Go celebrate with them. Become a great defense. You do that cohesively. You do that together. That's what it's about. Because ten other guys have to do their job in order for you to make that great. You're not just gonna make it by yourself. Let's become a great defense. Let's become a great defense because we're playing for each other. So let's start today. All right, break down the floor. Everybody eats, Hey, hey, one, one thing to Make sure from here and from when we get to the game, y'all put on the LSU game and see how physical they was. Mm -hmm. And see how they shut down. I watched that shit last night, but just, just to see how physical it was. Fuck all the schemes they ran, but just to see how physical they were in the first quarter. So if you got if you got a chance, bro, go watch this shit. Go get a glimpse of it. Hey, family on me, family on three. One, two, three. Family. Hey, wait get physical. Let's go. 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 Tell you what, Neely. Dennis Thurman makes you want to go throw on a helmet, man, and run out there and get five plays in. Yeah. <laughs> it might be what he make you want to do. He, he make me look down to the ground when he come around. He's like, I don't want to make eye contact with him. <laughs> like, hey, man, here come DT. Who DT like Debo? Like, man, get, get your stuff together. Cause you know, <laughs> he, he is one of the most pleasant people to be around. But when it is about the business, it is about the business. Uh, he does not like or tolerate selfish play. You know, it is not about one particular person. It is about that whole unit. And he will tell you, this defense is not built to stop the run. It's not built to get interceptions. This defense is built to prevent points. They are mm. not in until they're in. He, he doesn't care if they're trying to drive the ball from their 20 or if they start on our 20. His goal is no points. Don't try to hold them to a field goal. Try to hold them to zero. And what happens from that, you end up with a defense that's holding people to less than nine points a game. Yeah, that's amazing. You take a look at this past game. Uh, nation's top-ranked defense, they limited Southern only 221 yards, 136 on the ground, 85 through the air. They forced a couple of takeaways. They recorded four sacks, a blocked field goal. Get this, third, Southern on third down. Only three of 18 for the day. Uh, they recorded eight, three, and outs. Six plus a blocked field goal. Turnover on downs, a partridge on pear tree. Dennis Thurman's <laughs> defense was lights out, Neil. Partridge in the pear tree. I love it. I love it. I love it. Can't get enough of it. Chuck, three of 18 on third down. Now, here's another I told you so moment, and Chuck told you so too. And Chuck and I talked on last Wednesday and last Saturday. He always asks, need the keys to the game. And I said, we got to get off the field on third down. We cannot let Southern extend drive. Chuck, although that came out of my mouth, I never would have said three for 18. I, I, that is almost an unrealistic football statistic that somebody's on 13, 18 times trying to convert third down to first and they only get three. But get this, Chuck, you want to know what's worse? Go for it. You, you all want Chuck. Sit back. Get ready. <laughs> Two of them were on penalties. You're right. Forgot they about actually, that. They actually got one first down on third down that they got on their own. The other two were on great penalties. point. 
The other two are on penalties. That is a great point. Uh, you saw him there at the end of the clip, Aubrey Miller. Uh, he went for nine tackles, five of them solo, two forced fumbles, and a pass breakup. Jeremiah Brown, six tackles, a sack, and another uh, tackle for a loss, and he blocked that field goal, uh, uh, which began yeah. on Jackson State's 27-yard line. So, uh, again, <laughs> Uh, you can't say enough about this defense. They played uh, some phenomenal ball. And I tell you what, for a rivalry game, for them to take it up that much more, it was just amazing to watch, man. They just flew around. And we've watched them do this from game one through game eight. Uh, it is a special unit to watch. I can't say it enough. And it's it's amazing when we start throwing out these statistics and throwing out these analytics. Uh, and, and Dennis Thurman will tell you, uh, he doesn't think they played the best ball yet. No, he doesn't. He doesn't care about statistics or individual stats or the defense stats. They scored, he's mad. You know, that's just the way it is because his goal is to prevent points. Uh, Chuck, let me circle back on something that I just really appreciate about this this team. Uh, you know, you get these every other game, you get this new guy that has a breakout game. Uh, not necessarily new to folks who've been watching, 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 uh, but stat sheets he's new. And so you look at a Jeremiah Brown, and he's kind of been that understudy of Aubrey Miller. Even back this spring, they were doing some individual workouts together. And so you see him block that field goal and get those tackles for losses and that work just coming in. You know, Jeremiah is one of those, one of those guys where the coaches actually have to take him out to preserve him because his motor is running so high all the time. Like he he can play four downs and play it at, at, at a high level. So, you, you know, you reserve him for certain situations, but he's a young up-and-coming dude, man, that's going to make some noise in this conference for years to come. Uh, and here with Southern, they get down there off some penalties, and it looks like we're going to give up some points. But as DT says, they ain't into the end, and he blocks he blocks that field goal. And it, and it really – because you remember, Chuck, at that point, they'd gone for some fourth downs. We'd gone for some fourth downs. Like it was yeah. – it looked like it yeah. looked like it was going to be a street fight but by the time we went into halftime, it was like, okay, we, we, we got this. We're in control. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could tell uh, uh, that was one of those early momentum plays that really uh, took the air out of the balloon for Southern uh, with regards to, uh, you know, getting anything going in that game. But we flip it over now to the offensive side of the ball, Heisman Trophy and Walter Payton Award candidate number two. Grown, Shador Sanders, he goes for 246 yards combined, 246 yards, three touchdowns. He's 18 of 33 through the air, 194 yards, a touchdown. But get this, eight carries, 52 yards, had two rushing TDs. I tell you what, two, two turn the Jets on a couple times, man. Yeah, turn the Jets on. You know, I, I will say this, Chuck, I'm, I'm not a fan of my quarterback running downfield just because I don't like my quarterback getting tackled, and that's what happens when he runs. But when you turn the Jets on and get to the end zone barely touched, you know, it, it, it's all right. And I think on that one, that was a 42-yarder he ran for uh, ran for a touchdown. So the response, personally responsible for three touchdowns, you know, one in the air, two on the ground. And he is still number one in conference and number two ain't close. When you look at the uh, passing percentage of completions, he's in the mid-upper 70s. The next closest person is in the low 60s. Uh, but when you look at even the passing uh, completion to attempts, just the numbers, his attempts are only like 20 more than the next person. But the percentage of the completion goes way up. So, you know, you're, you're running to these folks and say, oh, such and so, such and so is number two or number three in the swag. Uh, it's kind of like McDonald's hamburgers and my mama's hamburgers. Like, yeah, she's number two to them, but they selling the bill, you know. She gave me a Kirby one. She made two. So it really ain't <laughs> – 
it really ain't close. Like you, you yeah, you're second. The second you being the swag, the third you being the swag, but you, you really ain't ain't you ain't close. It's just somebody got to be too. Man, where would we be? Where would we be without these Neely analogies, man? I mean, hey, these, man, you know, I live for them. I might not go to church every Sunday, and by every Sunday I mean none. But you know, one thing Jesus did—he talked to them in parables. So I just tried to teach him parables like like my brother Christ did, man. Well, let's take a look at Mr. Consistency. Hey, hey Chuck, man. Chuck, let me tell you. Can I tell you what my uncle said about church? Now, my uncle told me this about church. My grandma said. Uh-huh. Hey, boy, go in there and get your uncle up. Tell him it's time for church. I went in there and said, huh? Grandma said, it's time to go to church. He said, son, let me tell you something. Sit down, sit down. I sat on the edge of bed. He said, as long as Sunday morning come after Saturday night, I ain't going. <laughs> and all the heathens, they raised their hands. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back to the show, Chuck. Grown number one. Yeah. Black. Still showing Heisman-like numbers, you know, probably now in that fourth or fifth range NCAA-wide as far as what he's doing. Up there in percentage, still in the top three. Just outstanding performance from our quarterback, man. Sophomore quarterback. Mm, sophomore quarterback, man. He gets it done week in, week out. And Mr. Consistency himself, running back Savion Wilkinson, 21 carries, 96 yards and a touch. Hey, man, I call him the human metronome. He, you never see him here. You never see him there. He's right in the, right in the middle, man. <laughs> At least you didn't use androgynous again. So, yeah. <laughs> Savion is coming in, man, number four in conference in rushing. Uh, but he is just Mr. Go-To when you got to have it. I call him 3-6 Mafia. And what a game he had, you know, uh, making those big runs, taking the wheel out of those linebackers to tackle him. Uh, and that was well before the rain started. Just can't say enough about him and coming to this team. You know, uh, people forget he was leading the MEAC in rushing uh, last year, comes over to Jackson State and gets that opportunity. He has picked up right where he's left off. And, and uh, you know, we, I know we're going to get to Texas Southern, but this is a team that you, just like with Southern, you can get some you can get some gains on the ground. And, and, and Savion Wilkerson, man, he's, he, he liked that. He built like that. No doubt about it. Uh, Dallas Daniels, he led receivers five catches. For 67 yards. Jackson State goes into half up uh, 22 nothing, And of course, we had an opportunity to talk with Coach Prime at the half. Let's take a look at it. Time 22 to 0. Looked like we had a street fight going, but that second quarter opened up. You know how we started off slow, but we like that little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And when we do it, we do what we do really well. I'm so darn proud of our defense. Offense is resilient. Quarterback, I thought he could run. He can only pass. Looks pretty darn good. Stung like his daddy a little bit. You got on Dallas Daniels and said, man, you're a potential pro. You got to catch those. He's turned it up. Dallas is a pro, man. I understand sometimes they, they miss a ball or two, but he's better than that. And he turns it up, man. One thing that we can do, we can count on his energy and the way he attacks the game. We always bet on 21 black, but you went for two and got 22 points. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's like a message. I'm trying to send a message that we are physical. Everybody just always talk about another team. They never talk about our physicality, and that bothers me a bit. God bless you. Amen. Joining us today from American Airlines corporate team is Terrence Bradshaw, Director of Talent and Development, Craig Irving, Corporate Sales Manager and General Manager for American Airlines at the Jackson Airport, Tiffany Oliver Parker. To celebrate the partnership between American Airlines and Jackson State University, American Airlines is excited to offer two winners this exclusive getaway to New York City. 
Two lucky winners will receive two economy round trip tickets to New York. Two night, three day stay at a bank. distracted by where we are. We're halfway home on the journey. Do not be distracted by where we are. This is the time you prove that you're dominant. If you're a boxer, you go by the knockout. So let's go for the knockout. We fight us. And we kill us. We ain't got time for all that talking. Don't get caught up in it. We're not going to go out there and get a penalty to start this thing off. We're going to go out there and knock their head off and get back and congratulate the guy who did it. And we're going to... First word. First word. Second word. Third word. There you go. Now, this is what we go do. When the game is over, you're running your butt straight to the locker room. No fight song. What? Huh? No, ain't no ammo. No, no, no. Straight to the locker room because it's going to be something. All right? What's the third word? You don't think they're going to tag an ass? All right. So we're running straight to the locker room. All right? And you guys sit in here. Do not leave here until I talk to you after the game. First word? Smart. Second word? Discipline. Third word? Tag. Remember that. And let's go out there and finish what we started. Yes, sir. All right? Y'all yes, men, right? Yes, sir. When y'all with your woman, do you finish or do you get up? Boy. <laughs> Great parting words from Coach Prime as we come back out of halftime, man. Oh, man. Looks like you got to finish. You got to finish. He harped on something that uh, I think was uh, very key within that uh, halftime speech, uh, discipline. Uh, he was huge uh, in terms of making sure that we didn't have any, you know, anything happen post-game or whatever the case might be. A little bit of uh, chatter, a little bit of talking uh, prior to the game, you know. Um, but um, wanted to make sure that our Tigers uh, basically kept the straight and narrow in this game and did not respond to anything that might have been coming their way. Sure. You know, uh, Coach Prime is pragmatic. He's disciplined. Uh, he, he he knows the lay of the land and – you know, you had a situation where some Southern players uh, who posted a video uh, early in the week. Uh, you also remember that last year we played them down at Baton Rouge, uh, ended up with a couple of suspensions from some of our key players because of post-game uh, uh, stuff that happened. And then you remember early in the year, uh, pre-game, uh, pre-review in, in Southern, uh, you know, had, had a fight, pre-game fight and led to suspension. So he was saying in the locker room halftime, look, let's go out here and finish this deal. But we're coming off the field like we we are we are on a mission for something, uh, not just eight and oh, but to win the regular season, to win a swag championship, to win the celebration bowl. And we don't have time for foolishness. So to prevent the foolishness, we all come into the locker room after the game. We'll do the interviews and that kind of thing from there. And, and uh, you know, he's he's one of those guys, much like Dennis Thurman, the rest of his staff. 
Uh, you know, it, it's in the heat of the battle, not really satisfied. You know, yes, we were up at halftime, uh, but because there were some penalties that gave them extended drives, uh, because at that point we had left points out there. And then at that point, Chuck, you have to also remember, we knew at some point the weather was going to turn. And so yeah, what you yeah. what you had to do in that game from a game management standpoint is, look, you don't want this to be 7-7 at halftime and the thunderstorms roll in and somebody wins on a muddy field goal. You know, yeah. so you have to you have to put the foot on the accelerator and load up on these points because they could be hard to come by if the, if the weather turned. Now, we did make it through the third quarter unscathed, uh, but 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter, you know, we stopped for about 90 minutes to play. And he he was uh, astute enough to know that kind of thing could come. So it's like, look, let's come out of here, no penalties. Let's go ahead and finish this. Yeah, let's go ahead and finish it, finish being the theme. Well, you know, nearly as much as I want to revel in this 35 to nothing uh, shutout of Southern and ESPN game day, you know, we always review and then we have to preview. Upcoming this week are the Texas Southern Tigers as our Jackson State Tigers travel to Houston, Texas for this game. Uh, this Texas Southern team, they're not the Texas Southern teams that we've seen of past. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Some- I'm sorry, brother. I'm just laughing because Lego Batman is on your TV behind you. Like, are you, are you, are you babysitting? What are you, what are you watching back to, man? You got, it's like. <laughs> you know, it was on the pregame show, but I ain't no telling what's on. No, no. It, it went to your most watched list and it went to Lego Batman. <laughs> We're trying to have a serious show, talk about this upcoming game, Texas stuff. <laughs> And all I see is Lego Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the beauty I, of it. I, I got a brother <laughs> drinking behind me smoking a cigar, so I can't say much, but it's all going to let. All right, now, now that I'm not distracted by Lego Batman, because it, it, it was actually getting pretty good. He was going to go fight the Riddler or something. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chuck. Head to Texas up. Had to take us other. They have won three consecutive games. I've started off one and four. Uh, they have victory. Over Southern and Alcorn uh, in league play. Uh, when you take a look at them offensively, they're averaging 25 points per game, 333 yards per game in total offense. They're pretty balanced in terms of rushing and passing, 167 rushing, 165 passing. Uh, they are led by quarterback Andrew Bayer. Yeah, I, and you know he's their guy, man. You know we can yeah. we can we can be politically correct, and and we'll do that on Saturday morning, and and spot out some more of their key players to watch, and go through their personnel groupings. You know we always save that uh, for game day. Don't want them making any adjustments. Uh, but but it's there's it's just no secret. It's the worst kept secret in in the world in the swag that that body is their guy. Their entire offense moves and grooves with him, and he's the guy that you got to watch because he can push it downfield and he can move out of the pocket with his legs. We've faced similar guys like him this season, uh, but we haven't, know, faced, yeah. we haven't faced anybody quite like him this season. Yeah. And Chuck, the same thing I said about the Southern game coming into that, what I'd love to do is like look at people's averages and, and see who's going to be kept within their average. So, uh, you know, Prairie View had – not Prairie View, excuse me, Texas Southern has been putting up 25 points a game. We can stop right there. You're not putting up 25 points on this Jackson State defense. Uh, you know, I always like to, you know, give credit where credit is due and talk about these athletes from other schools. They got a weight room. They got scholarships. They are just as hungry as our players. Uh, but then it comes down to depth and talent. And it's just hard to score more than two times on this Tiger defense, the way it's built and conditioned and, and with this depth and, and multiple units. So uh, it, I, I just don't see them hitting their point average against us. And then it just becomes a matter of what does our offense do? And is this finally the time? 
nine games in where we get a special team score. When we look mm-hmm. at our kickoff return and punt returns this season, man, we've gotten some great runs across the 50. And then it's a shoestrings tackle or a breakdown in that wedge, what have you. Uh, but maybe this is the week, you know, that, that we get a house call, uh, yeah. which, which we haven't gotten this season. But I'm not saving it for Saturday, Chuck. I'll tell you right now, they ain't scoring 25 points on this defense. That's a great point. Uh, one note uh, with this Texas Southern team, they do lead the SWAC in interceptions. They are some real, uh, serious ball hawks. They lead the SWAC with 10 <coughs> interceptions. And nearly they've house called three of those 10 interceptions. You're exactly right. And we are a team that likes to pass and, and Coach Prime. Uh, knows that at times we appear to be one-dimensional, but we're really not. When you get to the end of the game and you look at the numbers, it's more balanced than it appears. Uh, But this is, as I said earlier, another defense, you know, that they're going to drop eight back there and kind of, you know, and play that cloud defense, and they want to get one of those interceptions and make a house call with it. But that's inviting us to run. Uh, And so I'm looking forward to what that running back room by committee, Savion Wilkerson, uh, uh, Santee Tito, as we call him, uh, and even J.D. Martin, what are they going to do against this defense that's inviting you to run the ball? Because as you said, Chuck, they got some ball hawks back there, and they, they like to pick it off, and we like mm-hmm. to throw. So what happens when you got a great quarterback against a secondary that likes to get them? We're going to find out Saturday. We're going to find out Saturday. Of course, we'll get into the nitty-gritty of this game on our Saturday show. Uh, but I tell you what, when we take a look at this uh, uh, Jackson State versus Texas Southern game, uh, it's uh, – <laughs> From a fan's perspective, Neil, uh, you know, some uh, fans have t- taken a look at this. Is this that proverbial trap game, especially when you're coming off of a homecoming win over Campbell, uh, an emotional uh, victory over Southern? Uh, and then you have this Texas Southern team that's a bit of an upstart. But from a coaching perspective, you know, it's, uh, you know, all cylinders uh, pointed in one direction. Uh, you talk about this team being focused week to week to week to week. And I expect no different this Saturday. Hey, man, you know, Chuck, we know Coach Prime, Coach Prime is a biblical guy. You know, that, that, that guy, he studies the word, man, he lives the word. And one thing I heard him say to some coaches in the hallway in passing is, hey, we, 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 got, five, we got five Davids left. Like, don't sleep on David. David is coming yeah. to try to beat Goliath. And we got these three regular season games, SWAC championship game and the Celebration Bowl. And so there are underdogs out there. We are favored the rest of the way. But that don't mean that they ain't got a, a sling and an arrow and trying to bring their best shot. So uh, whether you call it a trap game or not, we can't fall asleep. Uh, you remember, we fell asleep celebration bowl. You know, we got all the way there, you know, swept the conference, won the swank championship, and, and, and petered out the celebration bowl, didn't finish. And Coach Prime, as you heard his creative analogy in the locker room, it's all about finishing this time and finishing in a dominant fashion. So you cannot take Texas Southern lightly. And another point you consider in this, Chuck, Whereas mathematically, uh, for all practical purposes, we have the SWAC East locked up. You know, it, it is not mathematically guaranteed yet because we need to win and, and maybe family lose against uh, Southern and then it's done or it takes a week after that. But the West is still kind of wide open between Prairie View, Southern, and even Alcorn. Uh, and so for Texas Southern to have a chance to get into that conversation, that's true. Ev- everybody on the West has to win out. So for these next three weeks in the SWAC on that west side, you're going to get people's best damn effort because if yeah. they want to be in that SWAC championship, they got to win. 
Yeah, you're talking about you're going to get everybody's best punch, and Jackson State knows that going into each game going forward. So uh, it's going to be a tremendous contest Saturday. Of course, the pregame show will be uh, with you live, and we'll be, of course, uh, embedded with the team, as always, giving you great content. But, you know, Neely, I always look at this game. This is going to be a tremendous uh, atmosphere, another great atmosphere. Texas Southern is nearing a sellout uh, for this game here at PNC Stadium. Uh, Huge alumni base here in Houston with regards to Jackson State. Uh, there will be a meet and greet uh, Friday. You know, the Alumni Association uh, normally does these things uh, on the road games, but uh, there's going to be a huge meet and greet uh, at the Houston, Houston Post-Oak Hotel uh, here this Friday. Uh, so all those coming in town for the game at DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth area. Come on down to Houston, of course. Huge alumni base up there in Dallas. Come on down this week. <laughs> I know I know you meant that because you clapped on that one. When, <laughs> Wendy must going to be out of town. You clapped on that one. You said, hey, oh, you, you got happy. Calm down, Sean. We're going to be working, all right? Friday night is when we do show notes and interviews for Saturday. So I know you got to hype up the beat and greet. I get it, but hey, Chuck, oh, damn. Boy, I can count on you always. Uh, hey, man, I Chuck, I, I don't know what it is, Chuck. I don't know what it is. I hear the sound of a bus coming, and something just instinctively says, hey, push Chuck in front of him. I just always, love always. I just, like, just give you a little nudge. Hey, the bus got the chance to stop, Chuck. I ain't told the people to hit you. <laughs> hey, Wendy. <laughs> he up to some Watch him. <laughs> You kill me, brother. You kill me. But uh, we're talking about a huge alumni uh, fan base is coming in for this game. Like I said, this game is nearing the sellout. Something we're going to have to keep an eye on. Uh, Should Houston Astros, should they win uh, tonight or tomorrow? But uh, there could be a game here in Houston this weekend. So uh, that's something that we're going to have to keep an eye on with regards to parking at this game. So, so, you know, when the Yankees are done, I'm done. So, so. as much as I love baseball, but you're there in Houston. Uh, so if the Astros, there's potential Astros World Series game mm-hmm. right right before the sweat our game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, wow. that game that game will be uh Saturday night. So it's something that we're gonna keep an eye on with regard and we'll touch on it more Saturday, but parking could be one of those things that you might want to make some alternative plans if you come mm-hmm. into the game because uh the the uh the Minute Maid Stadium is right close to PNC Stadium. So all of us will be in the mix in that Saturday mix uh, here in Houston. So uh, it's something to keep an eye on. So keep an eye out on what the Astros are doing in the World Series. So we will see. Of course, we'll come back to you Saturday morning, the pregame show nearly. <laughs> As always, party Don't do works. it, Chuck. Don't do it, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, oh, I mean, you know what? What's that? Uh, before I get out of here, let me let me give a shout out to DJ Unpredictable Man. He had that stadium rocking, the boom was rocking. Uh, but I mean, uh, just to see uh, our Jackson State fan base in full throat with the DJ, it, it was beautiful to watch. Man, it was a scene like none other to see the vet crunk like it was. It was, man. And, and another shout out to that crowd. A sea of pink out there. You know, October Breast mm. Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, something that really impacts, you know, women of HBCUs. And to see all that pink in the stands, you know, for that game, looked great on TV, looked great down there from the field. Uh, and DJ on Predictable had it going. The boom had it going. 
hey man, it, it was it was a great great atmosphere. Like you said, full throat, and like Coach Bryant said in the locker room, hey man, it's all about finishing, dog. You got you got to finish. When you go down there, Chuck, you got to finish. I don't know about you, Chuck, but if I go down there, I'm gonna finish. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm gonna finish that. How am I supposed to follow that? How? I got I'm gonna tell you how you follow. I'm gonna let, let me tell you how you follow. You say, "Hey, shout out to our sponsors, Terry Harris of the Cochran Law Firm, the Project Architect, Churchill Smoke Shop." Cannot forget Bio Steel, who's been with us forever today. One, you talk about forever today. One, Chambers and Gaylord Law Firm. So no matter what Neely says, we close the show with just his ignorance and unbridled juvenile jokes from 13 year old mind. That's how you close it out, Chuck. But since <laughs> you didn't close it out that way, now I get to go back to full throat. And like Coach Prime said, finish. If you're going to go down there, you got to finish. Looking forward to <laughs> looking forward to Saturday night, Jackson State, Texas Southern. The pregame show will be right there with you. It's night crazy. game, Chuck. Everybody get what they wanted. They've been wanting a night game. We got a night game. Night you just got to come, come, come to Houston for it, but you can finally get a night game. 6 p.m. kickoff. 6 p.m. kickoff. It's Bishop. It's Neely. It's the pregame show here on the Black College Sports Network. We will see you on Saturday. AD must be in his draw somewhere. He is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynch Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed free game. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's part. It's the pregame.